many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. All right, so you guys are probably wondering, what are the brands of blue light blockers that I recommend? Well, one of them is the sponsor for today's podcast, and they are Blue Blocks. I've had the CEO, Andy Mant, on the show before where we got into a really deep dive on blue light. And you know that if you get any amount of blue light in your glasses, no matter if it's 3%, 10%, whatever, it does disrupt melatonin production. And so Andy has created blue light blockers that hold up to the highest standards. And in fact, and I'll link to it in the show notes, you can see when he's tested it versus other brands that they always come out on top. And so quality is a thing I appreciate and is what exactly I recommend for all of our clients. But if you head over to blueblocks.com, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and plug in the code DS15, you're gonna get 15% off. And now, on with the show. Satu, welcome back. Hi, Boomer. Thanks for having me. So question for you. Is there, and this is a little off topic, but are there any blogs or news sites that you just have to read every day? Oh, dear. I read a lot of news sites every day. Uh, Blogs, I'm not that big of a reader, but I do follow LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my go-to place. I, I, I do everything on LinkedIn. I find articles and sources on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Uh, the reason why I ask this is because there there are a couple that I read every day, and this isn't an episode about blogs by any means, but one of them is Seth Godin's blog. And Seth Godin was one of the, he, he did a lot at Yahoo. He's, he's a really big marketing guru, right? And his daily blog is something I, I try to read every day. And today it's about cognitive load. And I think Here's how I'm going to tie it in today's topic. When we think of cognitive load, one of the things that that can definitely affect is sleep. And since we're talking about sleep routines, or sorry, evening routines, with the idea of optimizing sleep, it's pretty interesting, and I'll link to it in the show notes, uh, what Seth has to say about just how cognitive load affects the modern-day knowledge worker. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. So on the interest of reducing cognitive load or at least building resiliency to cognitive load, we're going to be talking about evening routines today. And when you and I were chatting beforehand, you said that you were much more excited to talk about evening routines than morning routines, but (laughs) uh, which begs the question, you know, why do we need an evening routine as well? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that prepares us for, of course, the night where our brains and bodies get the the rest that we need, but also it already prepares us for the next day and for the routines to come. Uh, So I think it is very crucial that nowadays people are suffering more and more, uh, at least we talk more and more about about sleep issues and, and problems. Um, and and stress as well. So the things that we do a couple of hours before we go to bed uh, have a significant uh, impact on on our sleep quality and and quantity. For me, this starts with like a basic principle, and that is that life is a long game. You know, we're trying, or at least I, my, one of my goals is to live to 120 or at least push to that and to reduce that 
death span or that period where you're unwell as much as possible. And so with that in mind, one of the the core focuses of mine has been, as well as to a lot of our clients, is how do you build stress resiliency and hit optimize sleep? And how do you deliver that on a consistent basis? Because the external stressors don't stop. So how do you deliver consistently good sleep on a day-to-day basis? And for, for me, that's been the routine. And so let's get into routines. What are some of the elements of the routine that you do? And I guess take it from more of a 10,000 meter level. Like, why do you do some of the things you do? Like in terms of before we get into the what you actually do. Yeah, yeah. Why do you do some of the things you do? I think the ultimate goal is, of course, to have a good quality rest. And what is the ultimate goal during those couple of hours before I go to sleep or go to bed um, is winding down to create the the atmosphere that now it's time signaling to my body and mind that it's time to start slowing down all the work has been done it's time to rest and recover so that would be on the very high level uh, not going into details of what it is that I actually do (laughs) well since you did such a good job of explaining the why I I would love to just double click a little bit and figure out sort of the how and the what you do on a day-to-day basis that allows you to get really good sleep. Because candidly, I've seen some of your aura scores and you're very good at it. So oh, thank you. <laughs> l- l- let's, let's hear about it. Yeah. So I have the aura ring and uh, I, I love to track my sleep. Uh, so what do I actually do? Uh, I make sure that I get those few hours rest in the evening. And rest in my life means that I'm not working because I'm, I love my job. I love what we do here at Decoding Superhuman. And that also creates the possibly negative aspect of me thinking through the night. So if I don't stop, literally put my computer away and start doing something totally different, then I'm just going to go uh, the whole night thinking about all these exciting things. So it is a positive thing, but it, of course, it's not a long last. It creates more stress for my body than, than uh, that I, I can handle. And I've experienced that in the past uh, when I was younger, and I tra- especially when I traveled a lot. It was like uh, very poor quality sleep. So... I started noticing that I need to actually just maybe through stretching to meditation. And these are some of the standards things that I do every night uh, to calm down and to stop thinking about work and stop thinking about action. I think that is quite a significant thing, at least for me, that moving away from that action, action, action to the calm sleep mode. So I have a meditation uh, app that I use. Um, which, which one do you use? Uh, I've used two of them. Headspace is a good one. And then I have another one that is called, I think, Breathe. So uh, I do that. And then I also have, when I'm reading a book, um, when I've switched off the devices, I have some music that calms me down. And it's really nice background music for for reading in, uh, in, uh, late in the evening. Is it an artist that we've heard of or is it? No, it's more like sounds for sleep. It's not gotcha. difficult. <laughs> you can go to Spotify and just write uh, sleep sounds and you find uh, whatever you like. 
Um, so those are some of the habits. And of course, then another part of it is the lighting, the environment that you build in, in your house and your home. And for me, it is uh, two things, the lights that we have on. Um, I switch them off typically in the evening and actually have the red light on, um, not the near uh, red light, but just as an atmosphere for my body to understand and my mind to understand it's time to wind down. Um, and also I use the blue light blockers. Um, I think that is important also to have a good quality, both the lighting and the blue light blockers. Maybe you can touch upon that. Uh, which ones do we have had on the podcast? And we have some good brands to recommend for you guys. Um, so those, I think, the environment and the actions that you do, those are the key for my success. And then not to eat late in the evening. For me, as you've been following my aura uh, data, I can, see, I can see a clear difference if I had a dinner out, if I even had that one glass of wine, um, if the dinner was at 9 p.m., my heart rate is high until 2, 3 a.m. And that affects my sleep immediately. So for me, the best case is I had a big lunch and a very light dinner early, early in the evening. Interesting. And so as you're going through your evening routine, uh, you put on your blue light blockers. I'm assuming that's if you're hitting, what time's your typical time you fall asleep? Oh, good point. Um, around nine. And so when do the blue light blockers go on? Six, seven. Okay. Yeah. And so if your last meal is, let's call it six or seven as well. Is yes. That right? I would prefer to have it before six. Obviously it's not that much possible when you're working late and, and so on, but yeah, between six and seven. Mm -hmm. So as the wind down goes through, you put on your blue light blockers. Uh, do you have any specific teas or things that you're drinking during the evening or is it just water? Uh, most of the times it's just water. Sometimes it is chamomile tea that helps. Um, then I do take supplementation like magnesium um, and zinc, um, B6. Um, also some others that we can mention. Um, taurine, fructophan, something that boosts uh, the melatonin production, if you have an issue with that, which is that I have, actually. So we can we can do a whole episode on sleep hacks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But in the interest of sleep routines, I, I look at, let me just paint a picture of sort of the issues I've had in the past with sleep, uh, predominantly around circadian dysfunction. This was and I don't need to belabor my, my history. This was as a result of just way too much travel. But circadian dysfunction and waking up in the middle of the night due to stress is something that still occasionally happens, right? You, you occasionally wake up at 2 to 3 a.m. And, you know, for me, it's not necessarily like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out. It's just like, oh, my, there's so much opportunity out there. And there's a lot of things that I would just want to do in the world. Exactly. And you wake up and you're like, wow, it's it's you feel great and you're ready to rock. And then you look at the clock and it's 3 a.m. And so what I want to do is sort of talk about a little bit of a, a routine that I've developed and the context of how to deal with both circadian dysfunction, which I've had for donkey's years, and also that 2 to 3 a.m. wake-up period. 
And so if you look at just predominantly what, what I do, it's focusing on, again, using your language, how to wind down during the day, but also how to capture thought and how to capture thought in a way that your brain can rely on it. And so it doesn't continually generate, generate reminders, which cause me to wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. And so when I look at my wind down sequence, dinner is usually a little later than I would like, about 7 p.m. That's when dinner is usually my cue to throw on the blue light blockers as well. Quality here matters, guys. So there are blue light blockers out there that are cheap, but getting good quality blue light blockers means that the blue light will actually be blocked. And if you're not blocking all of it, you might as well just not have them on. So blue light blockers work. I also put on my devices because sometimes I do I do either check what's going on in the world, do a little bit of reading electronically. I'll have things like Iris and others on my devices. On so that's kind of my electronic hedge and that will be around 7 p.m. is when we start looking at the lighting and really what's going on with the electronics. Ideally, in an ideal world, I'll put down the electronics by eight and then I'll transition into books. But for me, once I'm done dinner, I'll switch over into a, like a tea for beverage. Uh, for me, that's either valerian root, kava kava, or reishi. And I rotate them just because I don't want to be dependent on any one or the other. <laughs> I will play around with essential oils too. And this is just something I, I occasionally add in where lavender, uh, which lavender has been shown to relax people, that just throwing a little essential oils on your, on your temples can actually increase the quality of my sleep, again, measured by aura. But then I'll go on an acupressure mat. Have you seen these acupressure mats? Oh, yeah. I've never tried, actually, which is a shame. I should. Well, next time you come visit Amsterdam, we'll get you going on the acupressure mat because I enjoy it a lot. I'm a little sadistic, I guess. <laughs> but you lay on this mat and it's just kind of it's pricking you in all kinds of weird ways. And I know that doesn't sound so great, but like it does help relax me and my muscles. Then... I'll, I'll either go in, before I go into reading, I'll do something, uh, an exercise that I like to call externalizing my brain, which is either a journal or you can use Evernote if you're on the computer and just sort of getting your to-do list into a place where you can trust that you'll be able to find it in the morning. And this has absolutely revolutionized for me that two to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. wake up period. So if you want to reduce that, Taking your brain and putting it somewhere where you can trust it is a great idea uh, because this thing is not a task manager, this brain that is. It's, it's a great thinker, but it's not a task manager. And then I'll finally get into bed, wind my day down with some reading, with some breathing sequences, and usually that will take me right into dreamland. Mm, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think... I think those routines, uh, the last moments, like the last half an hour or 15 minutes of uh, winding down is crucial. And I, that also puts me to sleep very quickly. The breathing with the, I also use the lavender oil and then uh, breathing, yeah, breathing and meditation, even if it's short, five minutes. 
Exactly. I mean, you can do, you can use heart math and I like heart math just because I like biofeedback, but just simple breathing, box breathing. Well, box breathing is great for focus, but, uh, things like, I think it's four or five, seven, eight breathing in terms of just relaxing you. There's so many different breathing techniques out there and we have numerous podcasts on this, but you guys should check that all out if you're interested in exploring breathing a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, what doesn't work for me, by the way, is exercise in the evening. And that's why I always do my workouts in the morning. So <laughs> what works is stretching. So I do like uh, I do ROM rods uh, as a crossfitter. It's the trendy thing to do. So I do that every evening. So maybe like yoga, some just normal stretching, anything might work for you guys as well. I've worked these in lately as well. Just sort of movements, whether I, it's when I'm lying on the acupressure mat or or somewhere else hanging has become a big thing for me just to sort of loosen up shoulders. But just getting some light stretching in before bed is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't really touch upon is the TV. I think many of the people like to relax uh, in front of the TV. Uh, yeah, let's talk about problems with that. <laughs> yeah, that's again the light issue here. Uh, so if you watch TV, at least have the blue blockers. If you want to check your messages, uh, I wouldn't recommend to do that late in the evening. Don't have that as a standard last thing you do before you go to sleep. Check emails. That's <laughs> not good for your eyes nor your mind. Uh, but the TV, yeah, uh, I've uh, personally tried to switch off the TV um, like one hour before I go to sleep if I want to watch TV. I don't do that so often. Um, but then, yeah, switch to the books. And I like paperbacks. I, I don't have a Kindle or anything. I just have the traditional books. I have both, but just to reiterate something you said, checking email before going to bed is stupid, right? You're just basically asking for a prescription to stay awake all night long. What's the best thing that could happen? You have nothing there, and then you're diminishing your melatonin production if you don't have blue light blockers on. The worst thing that can happen is you get an email from somebody at 9.30, 10 p.m. at night saying, I need this, and then you end up this thing, this monkey mind starts running and it won't stop. And so you'll end up either best case waking up at 2, 3 a.m. or worst case staying up until 2, 3 a.m. to just answer that that email. So moral of the story is, you know, cut the electronics as soon as you can at night. Uh, if you're going to watch TV, watch something a little bit light, not gripping and um, get some sleep. Yeah. And put everything on flight mode. Yes. Airplane mode is your friend. Satu, anything else we should add on evening routines? No, not for my side. I think we covered the good parts. Superhumans, if you're listening to this, would love your feedback on these shorter episodes. Podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. This one could be found at decodingsuperhuman.com slash evening routines. Enjoy and have an absolutely epic evening. Sleep well. Sleep well.